Um, yeah, we're going to talk about one portion of labor because I think people don't realize that there's phases. Um, there's early labor, which is like, oh, you can still bake a cake and everybody's fun and you're laughing and giddy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people call us in early labor and we get there, we go, hmm. she's a little bit happy. <laughs> That's early labor. Then there's active labor. You're working. You're serious, but it's not transition. Right. Right. So today we're going to talk specifically about transition. And transition is really that stage where you're almost complete till you're ready to push um, your baby out when your body's ready to push her out. So that's transition. And that can be different dilations for different people. But typically that's really around eight, nine and ten centimeters. Yeah. And it's um, the biggest part. It's the mm -hmm. part that feels the biggest. It's when women tend to lose control a little bit um, and they like their fear increases a little bit because they feel like there's no way this can be normal. Right. But it is. Um, the good thing about it, it's the shortest phase. Yeah. The very, very shortest phase. But it's usually this, that's a pay, that's a part labor where they're like going, hmm, this is not a good idea. <laughs> what I don't I think thinking? I'll do this again. What? What? This is a... But it also means idea. it's almost over. Like, yes. it's my favorite thing when people start saying, I can't do it, I can't do it. I like to look at you and go, she's almost done. Yeah. As soon as you say you can't, it really just means you're about to. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter what type of class you're taking. Like, I do hypnobirthing class, and sometimes people get this vision of hypnobirthing that we're never going to have those emotions, that we're just going to be so nice and calm through the whole thing. And you are, but there's still that moment where you get those big feelings. Um, and they're normal and we're expecting it. And now you are. Yeah. And this is the part, don't you find that um, both the mom and the partner needs the most support? Yes. And because the mom has now started to draw inward to her instincts, there's no, this is where you can't really have thought process. You can't think things out. You really are just in your instinctual mode. Right. It's really when you truly see surrender. Like we talk about surrender in different environments. I mean, religiously, we talk about surrendering, surrendering all our worries, surrendering everything and not um, moving on. But it's you actually witness this surrender. It's mm -hmm. like, I can't think anymore. I just in this very moment and you're letting go. And this is also the place where people can get hung up when they refuse to surrender yes. because of fear or trauma. So mm -hmm. work through that in your mind. Yeah. If it's happening and things aren't moving along, sometimes it has to do with surrender. You, just, you have to. You just have to let go. Right. And the reason we get hung up, like people who get hung up in this phase, is it's also when you're feeling the most pressure. That's when that baby's getting really low. You're feeling more pressure on your bottom. Um, the baby's starting to push on that inside of that perineum. And it's a big, big feeling. And if you've had any kind of trauma at all, that can be real triggering, um, which is what sometimes holds people up or even like some people have had like lacerations before in previous births when they start feeling that feeling they just want to pull away mm -hmm. and when you don't surrender that's when really it's more confusing it's it's a confusing time it really is yeah um it tends to last anywhere from 15 minutes to a few hours mm -hmm. but it is like you said the shortest part um what i always find and it's kind of like my aha moment is she was laughing she did think you were cute and now you're not cute anymore nobody's funny anymore and she's talking in one words mm -hmm. so it didn't it's it's moved from the place where she's answering in full sentences and it's like no don't stop it looks like that we're in transition yeah 
typically, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule because sometimes in just active labor, you work through your surge, you're like, great, and then you resume your conversation. And then I'm working. And then you're like, oh, well, we got a while to go. <laughs> you call him bubbly. <laughs> yes. He's a little bubbly. He's <laughs> got a little yip in your skip still. <laughs> and the other thing is the surges look a little bit different. So you would have had a pattern. Maybe like every three to five minutes you're going to have a surge that lasts 60 seconds, and there's a peak. Um, so it grows like a mountain, and then you're like, ah, I don't like this. And then it lets go. You know, you're riding the wave. Well, when you're in transition, those surges can last a little bit longer. And because they're lasting a little bit longer, it really feels like they're on top of each other. Um, and also you can have more than one peak in the surge. Yeah. Or that peak can last longer because they're lasting up to 90 seconds. And they just feel really big. And you always like to say, because um, part of transition is when the baby's right there at the bottom, is it moves from all of the surge kind of being in your tummy. You do that part because I like the way you explain how it like moves from your tummy and stays in your bottom. I don't even know what I say. What? It's my favorite thing you say. She always says there's going to be a time and it's oh, going to be really yeah. soon. Do it. <laughs> um, I like to warn people that the next stage coming up is they're going to start feeling a lot of pressure on their bottom. Um, and when they're feeling that pressure, I don't even know what I say anymore. What? what I, do like, I, say? I like it's there in your. I know. I can't. So I know what she says because I, re I replicated it. Um, I have to be in the moment. So she tells people that, you know, you're feeling everything in your tummy, which is normal now, but in a minute, I want to prepare you so you don't feel out of control when it happens, that that feeling is going to move from your stomach down to your bottom. And then when the baby's head's there, it's going to stay. Yeah. And for some people, that's a scary, scary feeling. And it feels but, really big. Oh, it feels so big, yeah. but it's normal. And when you know it's normal, you don't have to be afraid of the bigness. It means it's almost over. Yeah. It's like a big, intense feeling, but it's not painful. The people are worried about it being painful. And it's really not, the baby emerging down there really isn't painful. It's just a big, intense feeling. The surge can be painful, right? The intensity right. of the surge. But what's actually what's coming through is not, that's not where the pain is. It's just a big feeling. It can be really overwhelming and scary. And if we're prepared, we can like, okay, I'm not scary, but it is big. Yeah. And we always like to remind you, everything's normal. Everything's yeah. safe when we're seeing things happening. Because that's in the back of your mind all the time. Is this normal? Like this can't be. Yeah. This cannot be normal. And that's typically, if we're going to interfere at any time, that's typically, and I say interfere, it's just with words, where we want to slow you down, right? We want that baby to gently ease out of you. Let everything just unfold. Let the baby ease out of you. And that's really where, at the point where you want to speed up. <laughs> Get the baby out of me. <laughs> I've heard people say that before. Yeah. Pull that baby just out. Just take him out. <laughs> just take him out. No. But we really want to slow down. That way things can unfold. We can prevent any kind of lacerations or tearing and gently receive your baby into the world instead of um, too fast. Yeah. I like to call it in the hospital. They like to blow babies out. We like to just to gently receive babies yeah. in the world. That's nice. I need to go to birth. You're like making me hungry for birth. <laughs> Um, so, um, most of our people probably have had birth in the hospital on, um, medication or an epidural. So you may not have felt any of these things. This really is when all of your sensors are open to fill. And I'm just going to go through the list of what, what could, what could happen in transition if your body can feel it all. Well, just as a caveat though, even if you have an epidural, you're going to feel that pressure. Oh yeah. That doesn't change at all. Yeah. Like you won't feel the intensity of the surge necessarily, but when that baby's hitting your bottom and, and things are starting to unfold and the baby's starting to emerge, you're going to feel 
You're going to feel the bigness. You're going to feel body. that pressure in your body. I was, I kind of like it. I always like that bowling ball feeling, but that's what I feel like. It's like there's a bowling ball in your butt. Right. Really? That's no, exactly I what agree. it feels like. And you're going to feel that feeling before you get the urge to push. You're going to feel that big heaviness in your yeah. bottom. So that's the first one. Strong pressure in your perineum and, and, and sometimes even in your back. Mm-hmm. You'll feel that pressure as the baby's moving down right along your back. And you'll even get, like, we know that your baby's moved into that pelvis and you're, you're entering transition or getting ready to come out of transition, is that you get this little bulge on the very lower of your back as the baby's coming in. And your hips are widening, and most people will complain about a little bit of back pain right then. Gosh, we're so cool. The other cool? thing is rectal pressure. It's yeah. going to be pressure in your perineum, but also in your bottom. And what comes with that typically is, like, the number one fear from everybody is poop. Yeah. When bring you, on the poop. Bring on the poop. And some people think it's going to be like whole full turds. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like poop soup. Whatever's in there is going to come out, whether it be. Whatever, whatever's in front of the baby's yeah, head. Rabbit pellets, whole things, all of it. And that's, that's a cool, normal part of transition. Mm-hmm. And we really um, want to encourage people to like embrace that instead of like, oh, that's so gross. Everybody poops, y'all. Right. It's I normal. Do. I poop today. Me too. (laughs) So it's really normal. And when you feel that happen there, you think that's happening. Usually, like for our moms, they don't even know. We're quietly just scooping and um, they don't even know that it's happened. Um, But we're really happy. Yeah, you know, because we know we're about to hold the baby. The baby's making room. Um, The other thing is you might see some blood. This kind of scares the partner a little bit. If they see some bloody show, those capillaries are bursting and we're just having a little bit of blood. Not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal at all. Totally normal to see some blood there. Yep. A lot of people feel um, warm and sweaty at this time. Um, Shaky. They can get a little shakes, chilled. I don't see chill too much. Typically in transition, that's where we're getting hot. Um, And if you're doing even hospital birth or home birth with somebody else, that's a nice for your team to have some nice cold cloths to put on your neck and to wipe your face. Um, It feels beautiful. It gives you such such relief. And a fan. You're Mm -hmm. hot. You're you're working. And it's really confusing for family because sometimes you're so hot, but you're also shaking and they're trying to put blankets on you. Yeah. Don't put blankets on a hot woman that's working. But all of us in the room are freezing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're hot. But, but it doesn't matter. We, we don't, don't be nipply and have icicles hanging from our nose as long as you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, cramp. Oh, yeah. Crampy legs. A lot of people get cramps going down the backs of the legs. So unfair. It's, yeah. It's not. And some people throw up during this time, too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I it am sucks. sorry. It does suck. But it's part of transition. It's actually a really good sign, especially if you haven't been nauseous the whole time and then all of a sudden you're throwing up. You're close. You're really close. And I'm sorry, you don't feel good. Um, drowsiness between contractions. Mm. This is hard for partners, I find, because before, when especially if it's been a long labor, they've been able to sleep more. So now you're having contractions closer together with smaller breaks between and they're not sleeping. So now they're seeing you sleep between you literally fall asleep between mm-hmm. those surges, which is great. That's it's like awesome. pause and be grateful moment. And that's part of that surrender when you're just totally, all right, all right. I, okay, I'm just going to do this and have a baby. And then you wake up. Wake up and have And a you surge. have a surge. And you go back to sleep. And they don't like when it wakes them up. No. No, yeah, nobody likes it. Um, I haven't seen that, but it was listed. Yeah, tightening sensation in your throat or chest. I don't see that either. I don't see that. But fatigue if you or did, exhaustion. I guess it's normal. The fatigue and exhaustion is real. You're so tired and you just swear, oh, my gosh, I, you can't do it anymore. 
But you guys have such an inner strength that's so beautiful that just comes out right when you need it. And you have your baby. And this is the time they're so, so tired that they don't want the cup anymore. They don't want to drink between surges. But it's probably the time you need it the most. So you don't go, would you like a drink? I don't even say that anymore. I say, here's the straw. Yeah. Take take a a sip. And it might be just a sip, but that's okay. If they take a sip between every other surge, they're going to stay hydrated. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, We talked about poop. Yep. We did. We always talk about poop. But where's it coming out of? Your favorite word. Uh, I had so much epidural with Maeve, I couldn't feel anything. I farted and it scared me so bad, I thought it was my cartilage. (laughs) Her cartilage? (laughs) John was stirring the dang fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And when you have an epidural and you fart, it's like... You can't even control your butthole no. at all. It's just uh, like, there, oh, yeah. I said it. <laughs> it. The air just like falls out. It's, and I mean, it happens. What are you going to do? So things you can do about it is one, know that it's normal because that's going to, the anticipation of what's normal is going to decrease your fear, which is going to decrease your pain. And then you can surrender. Yes. So that's number one. And letting everybody in the room know beforehand what normal looks like. Um, breathing. Mm-hmm. Keep Keep your nice, slow, deep breathing. Give oxygenate your baby. Um, it's a good time to speak up and tell people what you like and don't like. Shh, don't talk. <laughs> we really love it when people get a little stern with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're totally owning yeah, it. Yeah, she's owning it. She's telling me exactly what you want because we don't want to guess. And they don't really. Some people aren't going to want to be touched during the surge. So that's not a good time if you see a sweat drop to start wiping their face. Right. Leave them alone. They don't want to be touched right then. And definitely not touched like against the grain like that. Like, especially if they have their leg hair started growing, you go with the grain and they may not like it at all. What they like before. And they typically don't like this. No, oh, baby. Oh. They want one smooth. Like, yeah. That's irritating. And this is the place where if it's been irritating them the whole time and they didn't say anything, they are now. They don't tell you. They might hurt your feelings. Yeah. Um, what else? Breathe, try to relax between contractions, sleep. We already talked about that. And the breathing really changes here because our body tends to go high-pitched in our vocalizing. So this is where we're going to go a little bit more. And that's when you still have a little bit of cervix left. So we may encourage you to bring it down very wide and breathe low, make low noises. And you know you're at the end of this stage. Your body will just start it's pushing on its own. Like in the hospital, you'll typically see her in the movies, push, push, push. We really don't need to do that. But really what's going to happen, you'll have that surge, you'll be breathing, and all of a sudden at the peak, your whole body will go, it'll just start pushing your baby. And that's just happening at the peak. So you still have a little cervix, and that's when that voice gets high, right? Because a little bit of cervix can cause that discomfort and panicky feeling. But when it's completely gone, you'll have that same feeling through the whole surge. Like you, the surge starts and your whole body just starts pushing. And that's actually a better phase. Yes. Yeah. It actually feels better. Just, okay, let's just start pushing the baby out. Um, and your body will do most of the work. You don't have to do hardly any work. Isn't that amazing? We're the coolest cats that ever live. It's beautiful. But that's really when you know that transition phase is over is when your body starts pushing. Voila, transition. We did that one like one bam. Let me tell you a story about me going to H-E-B yesterday. Okay. (laughs) It's fast. Okay, so I have my favorite condoms. They're called Trojan Ecstasy. 
and they feel, well, I don't have a wiener, so I'm not sure, but Chris says they feel the, the most like nothing's there, right? Because there's something on the inside and something on the outside. So when I find them in the value pack, <laughs> I buy them. I buy all of them. So I had a couple of boxes of the value pack Trojan Ecstasies. And I'm going through and it's a high school boy checking me out, which is always glorious. And then a high school boy bagging all my groceries. And I had a lot of groceries and intertwined were the several value packs of the Trojan (laughs) Ecstasies. This dude had the audacity to be like, oh, you got a lot of groceries. Is that what all the condoms are for? One, like, I don't need to have any more kids. (laughs) Or is your husband just going to be really happy? kid like totally first off don't remark on my things in my basket but then being rude like ah it was rather awkward so I turned around and made him super awkward (laughs) awkward back that's awesome yes people Deja Vaughn you felt the fetal injection reflex with your fourth I know isn't that amazing that your body just does that you could really not push a baby out would be good um, Katie says, I had to try not to push my baby out in the car with the second. So cool that the, to feel the complete need to push. Yes, exactly. Um, it's really hard to stop. I remember when we worked, I'm sure Andy had this too, labor and delivery, and the nurse is trying to tell the, the, the women, oh, stop pushing, you got to wait for your doctor. <laughs> I couldn't, when, when I had Bridget. I was not a good nurse. I would always be like, it's all right. If you have to push, you have to push. Yeah. When I had Bridget, I told the nurse, I go, oh, I feel a little pushy. And that was only like four centimeters. I had her 10 minutes later. I mean, my body was pushing the baby out, and that was it. Um, she came in and caught the head. That was it. Your body will do it. Yeah. You don't need a lot of help. 